When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. Get in the know. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Okay, welcome to another episode of Purple Daily. Courtney Cronin, ESPN, uh, joins us as always on Friday. Zolgad, Declan Goff, producing. All right, Courtney, it is, we think, I say this with a little bit of trepidation, Training camp is around the corner, so I will ask you this. What do you expect to happen on Tuesday when the Vikings' full squad is due to report after what what we've been told is going to be a weekend of financial negotiations to set the parameters of what the players are going to get for 2020? Yeah, it's not like you had a couple months to figure this out, right? Like, of course, this goes into the final weekend, the 11th hour. Um I think players show up and they take the first COVID test and they try to get to that day five before they're let into the facility. Um, We're kind of at this point now that it feels like, I don't know, with opt-outs, they're still trying to figure that out. That's part of the negotiations that are going to be going on over the weekend with the acclimation period, the opt-out clause, um, other financial things that they're trying to figure out. The owners are you know, worried about like a really serious loss of revenue this year and making players essentially, you know, feel that effect too. Um, but I don't, I don't know. I have a hard time believing just because we haven't heard any noise with any Vikings players specifically that anyone's just not going to show up. Mm-hmm. So the, the, to go back to the opt out potential, my understanding is that the league right now is asking players if they're going to opt out, which they can do to do mm-hmm. it by August 1st, but then that yeah. is, but then you cannot go back on August 3rd and be like, Hey, you know what? I'm going to, show up. So if you do get guys who decide not to play and they execute that um, right by August 1st, that they would not be allowed to play. So that's a pretty, that's a pretty significant jump to take, especially in a league where guys are well compensated, but a lot of guys, you know, are probably close to being check to check guys. I'd be very curious to see how many of those guys, unless it's just like a star player who's just rich. Mm -hmm would actually take the chance to opt out knowing that they can't reverse course. I don't, that's why I don't feel like it's, it's kind of set up to show you, yeah, you can opt out, but you're going to feel like serious consequences if you do. Um, and you can't change your mind. So, you know, unlike the NBA where I, what I was watching sports center this morning, talking about like Victor Oladipo is playing like in the exhibition stuff with the Pacers right now. He's not even sure he's going to play when they restart the league in like five or six days. So, I mean, like it's clearly very different in the NFL um, I mean, contract terms are different in the NFL because of the guaranteed nature lack thereof in so many of these deals. So the way I see it, you know, this is very much a 
lemming type league uh, because it's a big sport. You need a lot of players. And if you lose your spot for one year, but you opt out, you're probably not. And if you're like, you know, a middle of the pack type guy, mm-hmm. um, you're not going to get it back. So what I mean by that is if one person jumps off the cliff, everybody's jumping off the cliff. So, I mean, I think, you know, it's a peer pressure type league and they are going to, guys are not going to want to necessarily um, give up what little leverage they do have by opting out. I mean, yeah, it's, it's prioritizing your health and safety over, you know, playing during a pandemic. But, you know, I think more guys are going to lean on going to camp and showing up on time and not risking getting fined and anything like that. And your point is absolutely true, which is if I'm a, if I'm a guard competing for a job and, you know, I'm a little bit concerned about my health or family yeah. and I say to myself, you know, I shouldn't play. My job's gone. Like my job's gone forever, probably. And so Wild. that's the thing that's sad. But, you know, again, unless it's a star player who can come back in 21 and be like, I'm back to save the day. Uh, if we're talking about a borderline starter or a backup and you decide I can't do this, this is not a league that's going to say, you know what, we'll put a stop on things. Mm-hmm. They might pay you something, but then you're probably done and your career could be done. And and that's where I fear somebody or somebody's plural are going to make bad decisions, unfortunately, because yeah. of that pressure. And that's the type of thing where you could see something that we would uh, certainly consider tragic. Yeah. No, I mean, they've I, I've I talked with um, I talked with a coach last week, um, not with the Vikings, different team. And we kind of had like this, you know, back and forth about, you know, do you think they're going to play? Like, what are you guys preparing for? And he told me, he's like, this is the NFL. You know what these owners, you know, you, you know what these owners are all about. And, and, you know, the bottom line is the bottom line Like they're going to play this year. I have no doubt about that in my mind at all, mm-hmm. but I do think that they will stop the season at some point. They're going to have to shut it down at some point, because if somebody dies out there and not saying die on the field, but like if somebody, right you know, player, coach, anybody that's in that tier one group, really, if anybody dies in an NFL franchise because of COVID, I think they're going to A, have to shut it down for that. But you also may see a shutdown because um, realistically, you could lose like 50 players in like a week. And what are you going to do? Like, if you don't have anybody on your roster, like teams are going to go file like complaints to the league and be like, we need to shut down. And you were, you know, everybody's going to have to suck it up with a competitive advantage thing this year because it's just not going to be equal. And we need to kind of, you know, grin and bear that because it is not going to be equal this year. Um, so the way that I look at it is like, yeah, like they are going to play this year and, you know, guys might have to make really weird sacrifices to get there. But in that same light, like, I just don't know if they're going to finish the season. I think they will start it. I think they will get through maybe six, seven, eight games and then, you know, comes winter time, they might be shutting it down for a month. So here, here's in my mind the sad thing. The sad thing is, I think the second part of what what you said is dead on correct. Okay, because like if if you do have and it's plausible, twenty five guys or yeah. you know one one guy gets it, but he plays guard, and now I give it to the tackle in the center and the quarterback. Blah blah blah. I Whole think offensive lines getting it if one guy gets it. I think you're exactly right. But here's the cynic in me because this league, among every league, is the most brutal and cares, I think, the least. Yeah. I think if a coach dies and they've started, they keep going. Now, if it's a head coach, really? you might be – if it's a head coach, that might be pressing it. But I think if a position coach dies, I think that they put a slap a patch on, have a ceremony, moment of silence. I really do. Right. I'll play. I hope we don't. I hope we don't get to that point. But but you know this league. But don't yeah. you think this league is capable? 
That's the thing is, and it's sad. This league is capable of doing that, I think. I know you're probably right. Um, It sucks that we even have to like think about that because it's really about the bottom line. It's about the finances. And we know how much the cap is estimated to go down by in 2021. And, you know, owners, you don't want to think that they're going to prioritize finances over player safety and health. But, you know, that's the reason this thing took so long to begin with, to be able to get the players to agree on the uh, testing. And they just didn't think that like owners were giving up enough if based on what they were giving up and kind of some of the things that they were conceding on that they wanted to see a little bit more from the ownership groups. So not every ownership group's like that. I get that. But I know that there are some that you kind of look at, like you guys don't, it's, it's apples to like pancakes here. Like there's, you know, <laughs> it doesn't make any sense, like how much we're giving up versus how much you guys are willing to concede. Right. Uh, so if, if the team does report as scheduled right now on Tuesday and they work through all of these issues, do we see Dalvin Cook on Tuesday? I think or so. Or do the Vikings? I think that I, I just, like we talked about last week, like it, it's not a good situation for him. Like if he doesn't show up and like, you know, it drags out and he doesn't accrue that year towards free agency, like that's a really bad look. So I think he will show up. Um, will we see a contract happen before Tuesday? Maybe, maybe it takes until the end of the week. I think by the beginning of August, we'll know one way or the other. They're going to okay. pay him or they're not. But the cap coming down potentially changes that, right? Because yeah. that's the and one thing. So? Because if the threat, is, if the threat is okay, boys, you know, come in and we're gonna we're gonna start. But that cap in two thousand twenty one is coming down, and twenty two is coming down. I got to think at some point, especially when Cousins got paid. That you're yeah. going to have to draw a line that um, pre-COVID-19 you probably didn't have to draw. And that Dalvin, if nothing else, might just be a victim of that. It could be very easily, which do you accept it or do you not accept it? If you're Dalvin Cook, you say like, okay, they could franchise me next year. What would that be? Like 12 to 13 million, somewhere in that range. They could, you know decide they want to lock me up, you know, for a long-term deal beyond that, like, you know, have another good year, prove it type year, show that you're worth, show your worth. I mean, you're also putting 300 plus touches on you in that process, even more than that, probably. Yep. Um, so it's another year of wear and tear on your body. I mean, he's not in a great spot. Like the no running back is when it comes to like being, you know, trying to like get, show your worth and get what you feel like you're owed. But the good thing is 2021 is the year of the running back in terms of free agency. So there are a lot out there and he could be, if he has a great season this year, be at the upper echelon of that group since Derrick Henry's off the market mm-hmm. um, to, you know, you know, Kamara's on the market, Leonard Fournette, who I don't think is going to get a big deal on the market. Um, Philip Lindsay. I mean, I'm just like thinking of all these names in my mind. There are a lot of guys that I feel like Dalvin will be at the top of that list without question. But, you know, you do think that the Vikings will, I mean, if, it, like I said, if it's Mike Zimmer, he knows the importance of Dalvin Cook to this offense because I just don't feel like he's fully bought in and trusting Kirk. He tolerates the quarterback position. He expects a lot out of the running back position to carry the quarterback position. So in that sense, I think that they would, you know, potentially try to get something done as soon as possible. Yeah, and I I would think that the Zim contract extension, if you're Dalvin, you probably were uh, pleased to see that because he's got to be in that building. Mike has to be your biggest fan. So if sure. so if Mike was going to get blown out after 2020, you'd say, oh boy, we're going to get a coach in here who's going to be an offensive guy. He's going to love his quarterback. And yeah, he can use me, but he's going to also say, you know, just draft a guy. Um, I would think that Mike being retained now probably for at least, what, three, four years 
is going to help Dalvin's cause. I don't know it's going to get him the contract he wants, but I do think it is. Yeah. It's a factor now to sit down and say, Zim loves me, right? Don't you want me around, right? You're, you're right. No, I think that that. I think that that helps for sure because we know what the longevity of this offense, how Mike Zimmer sees it playing out, and that's with Dalvin Cook uh, playing a very significant role. So I wonder, you know, you also got to be thinking too, okay, hey, Zimmer contract extension done. Rick Spielman should be done as well. So it's like there's two contract extensions there. If you're Dalvin Cook, you're probably looking and be like, hey, you guys are doling out money. The ownership clearly wants to pay. Mm -hmm. Like, shouldn't I be in that mix too? Exactly. So if the cap does come down, if we find out in the next, I don't know, month, week, two weeks, that the cap is going to, that there's essentially going to be no fans or in some states, few fans, but lots of times no fans and the in-stadium cash that comes in is going to, to be lost. I saw a report that said that this could be the training camp in which a lot of veterans get cut. And and because teams yeah. are going to be preparing for next year's cap by saying we could keep you, but we're not going to. What yeah. would be your your give me your best guesses about some Vikings who might be in surprising trouble because of that? Well, it's a good point, because you think about like, well, what money can they save against the cap? And like immediately your mind's going to go to Riley Reef and like thinking about, OK, it's like 10 what, 10 million? I can look it up really quick. Like there's, there's a good chunk of change that they could save against the cap this year. Mm-hmm. Um, if they were to part with him, let's see, I've got it right here. You know, reef, obviously it's a $13.2 million cap hit. If they were to release him, uh, in 2020, I think it's a savings of 8.8 million. So not 10, but close enough. Um, so that's, that's a lot. I think that, you know, you're going to be looking though at, it's like, what do you want to prioritize cap savings or potentially having like a good offensive line? Like if you're not, if you're saying you're not in an all in now mode, like right now you're not all in next year you are, maybe you make that move and then you start to get, you know, you can use that, those cap savings for either roll it over or you can do other stuff with it. Or just save it or just save Save it now. Yeah. Like, yeah, it would make sense. I mean, but I also think that it's that that's tricky. Like, I mean, there, there are a few veterans who would not surprise me if they were cut. Reef would be a cap savings one. I don't think it's because, you know, not of skill. I think of skill, it would be Pat Alfine and Shamar Stefan are the first two that I think of as like on the, like have to have a very good camp in order to stay on this roster. Reef, I think, has already, you know, cemented himself. It's just fine. It could come down to finances. Conspiracy theory for you, Courtney Cronin. What about yeah. this one? Zimmer has an extension now. Spielman probably does too, okay? So this, this, oh my gosh, they might be fired if they're not good in 2020 threat is probably long gone. Mm-hmm. You know that you've basically had no time to prep um, for the season. You know the training camp is going to be very altered. You know that you're not going to have preseason games, and you know that you have fifteen a 15-person draft class. Yeah. What What if you did say, you know what, boys? Let's go all in as much as we can for trying to prep as many of these guys as possible by putting them in game conditions and playing. You know, my my point being, would you now consider with your security, if you're Zim, would you now consider Reef to be expendable and get rid of him now and take your lumps with Cleveland at left tackle in 2020, thinking that, okay, 2021, then he's going to be far more set to go. And I'm not going to get fired Mm -hmm. if he doesn't have a great 2020. I think you could. I think that's a really good point just because if you're conceding that, you know, 
anything, you know, if you win this year, it's great. It's not expected that everything else is like, you know, it's a year of player development, then sure. Absolutely. You'd want to start him at left tackle. Don't do the thing where you screw him up by playing him at guard. I hate when teams do that. I would tend to agree with you on this. I think you're, yes. Play him at left tackle. Play him at the position that he's supposed to be playing. He's left tackle. You drafted him because he could be your franchise left tackle. Mm -hmm. Um, So the way that I see it, you know, there's there's a good case to be made there because then you could potentially just put Dakota Dozier in at left guard and then um, Drew Smith in over at right guard, and you're basically where you would be potentially in 2021, anyways. Who are your guards opening day? When whenever opening day does come, who are your guards? I think if you if you're asking me right now, July 24th, um, Reef at left tackle, Dozier at right at left guard, Bradbury at center. Yep. Um, Samia at right guard and then O'Neal. I think you keep Elfline around. Um, I mean, he had a tough transition. He has not been the same player since he got injured a few years ago. If he has a great camp, then absolutely he can retain one of those guard spots. But Spielman did say right after the draft was over that Saturday that, you know, it's a wide open competition at both guard spots and that Reef would hold down the left side for now. Does that mean hold down right left tackle? Does it mean hold down left guard? We don't know. Left side. So what makes sense is that you didn't have this rookie who you drafted in the second round on the field at all this spring. So why would you force him into that situation? Right. I think you keep Elfline around as like, you know, a good backup because he can play center and guard. And then, you know, Dozier held his own. He played a lot last year in a reserve role. And Samia, let's see if he has it. Eight games in, are, are we go- are going to say that Spielman and company did the right thing at guard by doing this? Or are we going to say, why the hell didn't you go out? and find a way to spend on at least one veteran, not Pro Bowl guard, but one Mm -hmm. veteran guard who was an upgrade on a guy like Josh Klein, who clearly didn't work. Yeah, um, I think people were more concerned as to why they didn't address it in the draft. The guard class is not great this year in free agency. It just wasn't. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, it took them until, you know, late on day three before they finally got some interior help because they got, you know, Cleveland day two. Um, Kyle Hinton's at center, um, you know, the guy from Wash, the D2 school, uh, and he's short and he's like, you know, so he's probably, you know, probably projects as a center in the NFL. Can he play guard? We'll see. Sure. Um, but I think they did. They, they must really, like, if you take him at face value, given the moves that they didn't make in free agency in the draft with this position, they must really believe that Samia is just it. He is the guy. He's the answer. He's a former fourth round pick. This red shirt year is you know, exactly what he needed. And that maybe even Oli Udo, who I know projected as a tackle, but I feel like there is some confidence there that they can play him and move him around a little bit, test some things out. They've got those two. They've got Dakota Dozier. Maybe Avion Collins will finally come on this year and be more than just kind of like a backup or a swing tackle. And then maybe if you need to, you move Reef inside because that's something that they've been toying with for two years and they keep leaving the door open there, which makes me believe it is a legitimate possibility. Do you think he can do it, be successful there? He played it at Iowa, I want to say. Bit, like, okay. Before. So it's a while ago. But, um, you know, I think he was a better right tackle than he was a left tackle when he was in Detroit versus now. But, I mean, he's moved around quite a bit, and he's not, like, totally opposed to it. Last thing, your favorite competition that you think is going to be brewing throughout this camp? I'm excited about three technique. It's always my favorite. Look you know? at you. That's a very football. Where's the football sounder deck? Let me need a football sounder for that. Three <sighs> techniques are a great term too, by the way. I just, I it's just not as good as a nine it, technique, know? but it's still a really good football term. Yeah. Wide nine. I don't, I, I don't wide dive nine. with any of that's that. That's a Jim stuff, Schwartz but, thing. <laughs> no, but they, um, you know, I think with that position, 
because you wonder about Shamar Stephanie. He didn't generate a lot of pressure on the quarterback last year. Um, they have a lot of guys. And, like, you know, I think that they're, you know, it's it's Daniil Hunter, it's Afadio Denebo, and then Wanham and maybe Kenny Willikies or whatever, how you ever pronounce his last name, the guy from Michigan State. Right. Um, looking at their draft class right now. Um, DJ Wanham, too. Um, I think I mentioned him already. Yep. I might have. Um, yeah. So, like, those two as a rotational edge rusher roles, like, figure that one out. But you have so many guys that could, you're trying to figure out, okay, what role do they play on the interior? Is Stefan your starting three technique or do you cut him? Is it, you know, what do you think about Jalen Holmes? What do you think about Armand Watts? And, you know, James Lynch, the guy I mentioned, um, I know him for getting Hercules Mata'afa, you know, if he's healthy. Like, There's some know. great names. That defensive line oh, has yeah. some, it's, it's got some great it's names. All name defensive line. Yeah, for sure. Football. Thank you very much. Three technique. Love it. Three, three technique. technique. Thank you. Thank you. Courtney Cronin, Zolgad, Declan Goff producing Purple Daily is the show. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Venture X from Capital One is the travel card for people always asking, where next? You earn 10x miles on hotels and rental cars and 5x miles on flights booked through Capital One Travel and 2x miles on everything else you buy with Venture X. Plus, receive premium travel benefits like access to over 1,300 airport lounges. The Venture X card from Capital One. What's in your wallet? Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details.